learn to be a man Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool tram sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road And Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes And Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road and Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yes. Just an old team track on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central, live, or 24-7, 365 on your favorite podcast platform. This is a live recorded podcast for you, the regulators, our fans and friends out there that listen to this show regularly and uh, share us with your friends and those new friends we have tuning into the show this week. And um thank you for being tuned in my name is tj graney in the bunkhouse with me is cody ryan oh yeah and <laughs> how about that take it outside how about that uh and beefsteak is in a house Woo! i was trying something <laughs> new See that what do you mean you stole my What's walk-in funny? music I've been, and I've been doing that for 20 years don't give me What's that funny oh and- yeah <laughs> What's funny about that is that both of you guys, uh, that last person chiming in is always like, what do I do today? I, they don't, they don't have anything. Well, that's cause he keeps stealing all... from me. He just wants to be like the beef. That's what I've concluded. Oh, yeah. He's close. Uh-huh. He is so close to being like you. Beef. I know, man. I, I just, uh... Hey, okay. this, this segment of the, and I'm TJ Graney. If I didn't say that. Hey, this segment of the show is brought to you by McBride's Guns. With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The one we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's Guns. Family owned and operated. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, or personal carry, they got what you need. Gunsmith on staff, personal carry classes, they can help you find all that. With uh, You will find McBride's in the same place they've been for a year, corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them, 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. So, uh, man, Memorial Day weekend show 2022. Honored to be here. Um, we'll talk more about that as we make it. But uh, the American flag is flying. Little League is happening. <laughs> Holy cow, I drive in, drive in last night and, uh, you know, been gone with the family for the past week at uh, at a tournament. We'll talk more about that, too, as the show goes on. But uh, a bass tournament, drive across the country yesterday to make it home to hang out with you, 
smelly guys in the bunkhouse this morning. Thank you. And, uh, oh, man, feels good to be back in your own bed, you know? Ten, nine, ten days away, and, you know, whether it's just the pillow that you didn't think you liked on your bed before you left, and then you get home and you're like, this is the best pillow I've ever <laughs> had in you my know, life that's so weird I just experienced hotel room pillows that were you weren't even you. those even weren't even hotel rooms you were in like airbnbs and and uh fishing lodge shack yeah we actually had a big old house that we stayed in uh six like a six bedroom house that a bunch of us stayed in and two families my family another family and then uh two of our buddies and uh four boats we had uh Somebody else drive up the night, the, our last night there. Somebody drives up and's like, "Hey, this is wh what are y'all doing here?" We're like, "Uh, what do you what Party, do you mean? Come what, on in. <laughs> what They're are like, you doing here? We we rented this place for tonight or for the next week." We're like, "No, no, you didn't rent this place for the next week." So it was. Oh man, uh, finish that story. So did they? Yeah, did you get ends up, ends up that the they had a management company that managed the Airbnb bees, right? Airbnbs right. or whatever, I guess. And the management <laughs> company it. they they did rent one a house in that area, but the management company sent them our address instead of the actual address oh, for Airbnb. Thank goodness, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah we had. I mean, it was. It was very awkward for a few minutes because my <laughs> buddy that, that rented it, he was just like, yeah, no, here, here, look, here's my reservation shows we have it. So, and he just kind of stood there and was like, man, there's nothing <laughs> I can do. We're not moving out. So, right. uh, yeah. it was kind of a weird situation for a few minutes there, but, um, but I bet you all that, that drive across, if it's anything like when I'm traveling across the country, uh, you know, it's American flags, and uh, now you're seeing the Trump 2022 flags. I mean, you know, all the stuff starting to transfer over, and yeah, it's definitely. I, I mean, I definitely I just love in, uh, America. You know, you get outside of the city limits in in these big cities, and you get out under, you know, in the corn cornfields and the prairies, and farmland and dude it's american flag it was funny too because i had somebody uh tell me uh, a while back they said uh what is it with texas well, you guys got your texas flag everywhere was that you beef that told me that and said somebody was saying like everywhere we go you guys got a texas they were like <laughs> from england or something what's up with that yep. flag man we just said look dude you don't get it you don't get it what do I, what do i tell you well you go anywhere in the world there's very few places maybe like new york city that you can say anywhere in the world you can say i'm from texas you don't say i'm from denver colorado in the Wisconsin. united states hey Sorry, wait a minute Dave. what's wrong with being from denver colorado <laughs> colorado but, so you can't my, say i'm from i'm from denver colorado Hey, if you were now. if you were a native, you would know that that's how More we mushrooms. say it up there. But I was going to tell you that uh, many times up uh, up north in those areas you just talked about, 
the uh, license plates, everybody gets personalized license plates. I mean, it's everywhere. And then you come down to Texas, and people don't usually have that. It's very rare. And, you don't uh, have to. Someone you got asked Texas me. on your plate. Exactly. That's exactly Amen. what we said. Okay. We're all, all right. just part of that one thing. I translated it to somebody on Friday, and I said, you know that same analogy? Why don't we just do that with America? That's all we need. Just we're all Americans. Why can't well, we just think, be under I think that flag? There's a lot of that. There's a I lot of a that's lot what of I'm that. talking about. That's what I'm talking about. There's a whole bunch of Americans that believe America first. America is worth. And I don't think given their life for. Yeah, huh? when I was driving across the country, like you were saying, there's there's literally, if you pay attention, the American flag is fr- flown proudly on gates and entryways and ranches yeah, and baby. houses, houses and across this country. And Texas, you just get to add another flag because it's like, <laughs> it's like a, you know, you got like a four-star general. Well, like being from Texas, like a five-star general. It's like one more star you got under your, you know. Well, it was its own country, so we're allowed to fly it even at the same height as the American yeah. flag, if you want America, to. America, Texas. But we would never do that, even though the San Jacinto Monument is one foot higher than the Washington Monument and, you know, all those little things that we do just to irritate people because we are Texas. And the, the and, Texas and capital. Does. And the beauty of, and what, and Cody, Cody also likes to chime in that he's like fourth generation, fifth generation, Six. sixth generation. It, it goes so far back, you know, the knuckle draggers were, were hanging down in the, along now, the coast. We got off the boat. And we were in Texas, (laughs) but the, uh, that makes you a fifth generation Texan as well. Was it fourth or fifth? I don't know if I, I don't know. I'm not sure. He always claims some of that stuff. I kind of make up because I don't know the answer to it. Um, we figured it out one time. We went back and did the whole thing. Oh, okay. Well, and your grandpappy uh, lived in when your grandpappy's (laughs) pappy, it doesn't matter. You were born in texas so just start from there and work your way back and how about that i've been bad i've been how about that i don't after, remember much before i was born after 20 years i got bubbatized i got my texas passport so yeah i've lived here longer than anywhere else in <laughs> the world cute isn't it <laughs> it That's is cute. cute you just wish you would have thought of it so you could have said now next week i know what you're gonna do man so it is the outdoor zone. We are a hunting, fishing, and outdoor adventure radio show with uh, chit chat about it, just about anything you could think of or anything that we can think of, apparently. Uh, but honored to be here with you folks, you regulators, on this Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we're going to do some tributes and some other things, uh, tell some stories. Uh, but we got news of the weird and we got all our regular segments, game warden field notes and all the regular stuff for this week. And we're just, uh, oh man, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, I had a good day. I got to officiate a wedding yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. What was that about? Dude, that was all about the chicken fried steak afterwards. That's what that was about. I, I want to know what you're uh, the night before what you were dressed as. 
What, what what did you go? What what what? Dressed had, as was, like he had a costume on. Yeah, or you always gotta have a costume when you're officiating. No, I had on a tailored suit from Joseph A. Banks that I've been wearing for years and it fits perfectly. Does that big didn't remember he owned it till yesterday? Does it have big pinstripes but I on did it? Still own it and it is still in fashion. My wife approved it, so there. <laughs> Speaking of wives, yesterday as I, look I was good man, no, go ahead. Sorry. I speaking of wives as I was working on the vehicle yesterday, I came in to hydrate, and she goes, "I know it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We should go to our friends at Sun Auto Service. Why don't you do that? Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. For all your new car warranty needs, Sun Auto can help." Their mechanics can service all your new car needs with top-of-the-line ASE certified technicians. When it comes to the auto repair and maintenance needs, brakes, repairs, transmission service, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop near you. You can find them at 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week, or just go visit online, sunautoservice.com. All right, coming up next, we'll talk a little fishing. Plus, we've got, like TJ said, all your favorite segments. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. Outdoor Zone. Hey, there's nothing like summertime in Central Texas, so don't miss your chance for Jeep Freedom Days. Get a great deal at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. If you're looking for that perfect Jeep and can't find it, let the professionals at Nile Maxwell Supercenter have one built for you. Just because it's not in stock doesn't mean you have to settle for less. Our team at Nile Maxwell Supercenter will set down, set down with you and build out the exact Jeep that best suits your needs buy it build it and we'll deliver it right to your doorway we're the number one volume sales leader in central texas and nobody has more jeeps than us with a larger inventory more options than anyone else in town at the nile maxwell supercenter now 62183 austin see savings on now online at nile maxwell supercenter.com so, yeah, just got back from the, uh, I, you know, called you late last week as I started practice for the National Professional Fishing League tournament, bass tournament there in, oh, Tennessee. We were on Watts Bar Lake in Spring City, Tennessee, a place that hadn't had many big bass tournaments. Um, very interesting place. Uh, part of the Tennessee River chain that leads into, like, the famed Lake Gunnersville, Chickamauga. 
Oh, it, it's above Lake yes. Gunnersville. Oh, yeah. So it leads into Chickamauga and then Lake Gunnersville, and it's this, you know, uh, this lake that's you know part of the Tennessee River chain, and uh, it's got ledges, offshore ledges. It's got grass in it. It's absolutely beautiful. I think I sent y'all a picture the one morning. Uh, the family I sent a picture of uh the fog like setting into the mountain you know for us they're mountains i guess it's the tail end of probably the appalachian or or along the appalachian some sort of way maybe some edge of it but really they're just big hills i guess but by our standards here in texas they're mountains but uh yeah i mean it's gorgeous yeah it's gorgeous beautiful area beautiful area to fish and and get to spend the week uh rained every day if nice you can't have a faint you can't have a soft heart you can't be weak in the bass fishing world first of all drive across the country with the family the wife and daughter went with me and you know the 13 hour drive turns into you know two days and 18 hours or whatever, um, which, you know, you just learn to deal with, enjoy it, enjoy to, to, to some degree, (laughs) um, you know, the three-year-old wants to get out and I've no doubt everybody about that. Yeah. I'm like, I, I agree. That's what I kept telling her. (laughs) She's like, I just want to be home. I'm like, I, you know, driving home yesterday. It's like me too. She said that I just want to be home. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like breaks your heart. Sorry. You're strapped into this truck for the last 12 hours, but, uh, it was an adventure. Uh, nonetheless, every day brought new adversity that you have to overcome. I say you can't be weak when you're fishing bass tournaments across the country because, you know, there were days of practice. My motor didn't start first day of practice. I had to get my jumper cables out. Something happened with the charging battery and, uh, I guess didn't get a charge and had to jump start my boat the morning of the first day of practice, you know, in the back of your head the whole time, is it going to start? How far can I go? I'm going to have to get drug back in, uh, Uh, day two practice. There was another guy there that I saw that came across the thing and he was having serious boat problems too. And I really just. Man, my heart went out. So I, yeah, I can't imagine a, a, you know, you're a professional. You're you're in tournament mode, and that's in the back of your head. Is the mo- I'm way up here, way up the lake. Is you know through the locks, and is my motor going to start? Well, we couldn't go through the locks, so that was good. Oh, I thought they, I thought some guys were go- going through there. Or there was a lock well, if there. they if there there were locks, but if they were going through, then they'll be DQ'd. Um, so that would be good. Maybe <laughs> give me a few extra points. Uh, no, but so and then day two, I got to put the boat in thinking, okay, maybe it didn't get a good charge. We'll come to find out the breaker had tripped in the house. It didn't get a good charge uh-huh. and it would not start. And so I had to pull the boat out, go, uh, you know, it was actually storming very bad that morning. So we got a late start to begin with. I go, put the boat in and it doesn't start again so um pull the boat back out drive it up to uh my dealership there and they had a 
$450 battery they helped me install. Come to find out, it's their power relay switch because the new battery didn't start it either. So now I've got this $450 battery installed. I've got the other $450 battery in the back of my truck that's probably good, but didn't get a charge and ends up being the relay switch. So anyway, it's just always something, you know, and uh, so got out there. So I had to keep this relay switch on and, you know, and so then power was a constant question. Am I going to have enough to run the live wheels all day, my graphs all day? It was one of those tournaments where you had to have your electronics working at peak, you know, performance level, meaning your electronics being nowadays, you know, your live sonar where I'm looking at a screen that's, you know, I can see fish on and I'm casting at those fish. And, uh, it's pretty, pretty bizarre the way that stuff works nowadays, but it's just part of it. And the way it ended up being one, um, is, is looking at particular fish, fishing for one fish at a time, instead of with your eyes, I guess you are looking at it with your eyes, but you're using your electronics to look at them. And, uh, it was, it was just a very, I mean, there was a lot of lessons learned, ended up being on the right kind of stuff, the right kind of deal, the right, I was fishing stumps that were in, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 foot of water, these stumps that they'd cut down a hundred years ago, mm. uh, or whenever they flooded the lake, I guess, along these old road beds. And, uh, so that's what I was fishing and you could see the fish next to them. Sometimes it was really cool way to fish. The first two days I tried to make that happen, uh, because I knew that would be a way you could catch a big, a big bag of fish, you know, and it really wasn't going to take that much to, to move up in this tournament. The fishing was, was tough. The fish were scattered. Um, uh, you know, they just finished spawning for the most part. And, uh, so the fish were, not quite in their summer pattern. They weren't really uh, in their spring pattern. They were kind of all scattered in between. And, uh, finally, after I realized, look, I'm not going to force this thing to work. I'm just going to go have fun on the final day end up catching the, you know, best bag I had all week. And, uh, which, you know, insane a ton, but it was, it was a good bag of fish on that final day. And, um, Got to catch them the way that I'd practiced a bunch on topwater. I tried to try to make a topwater bite happen during practice and could never, ever get it going. But on that final day of the tournament, got it going and had a lot of fun catching them on topwater. So at least it was a good way to kind of end the, end the tournament, save some points. You know, I moved up, I don't know, 20 spots or so uh, to save, save a few points for, uh, for the year. So it doesn't look as as bad as it could have been on the standings. So what top water were you throwing? Were you throwing a Zara spook or something big or? No, they were actually, it was the same one I had tied on in practice. I had tried a few different, a uh, few different top waters. Cause sometimes they'll want, you know, something moving slow, something moving fast. I'd caught them on a, on a torpedo, um, caught them on a whopper plopper. And oh, geez, the old wapa plapa. So, um, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Anytime you can 
catching fish on a top water. Oh, geez, dude. I can't believe that you went in and, and that you put a five fish limit in your boat fishing with top water and top yeah. water too. It's like fishing with a crankbait. They're going to, if there's a chance for them to flip off or pop off or get off, it's on a top water and, and, or they get mangled in both, both hooks. And you got this whole thing going on there where it's just like, ah, geez, ah, geez. Yeah. And, and actually the, uh, I caught several fish on the top water, but I also caught several on a crankbait, which was something I tried to get going in practice as well. Those are the two things I wanted to do. And I really couldn't get it going. I was having to drag plastics along the bottom around those stumps and I couldn't get it going, but, um, I ended up on that final day, catching them on the crankbait and on that top water and both ways that I, you know, I like to fish cause you can cover water and, and I like to cover a lot of water. I don't like to just sit still for very long and, but, uh, ends up, I could do that, that final day. And so. It was a good day. It was a good day of fishing. It was not supposed to rain the final day, and we got the hardest rain we've gotten all week uh, on that final day. So that was, of course, just adversity as it as it comes and goes throughout the week. It's just trying. I mean, it's just trying as far as it's like constantly, you know, giving you these adverse, you know, trials conditions you're like come on man come on give me a break but just one of those weeks didn't give me a break (laughs) so hey tell me about altrua my uh title sponsor oh i have this week sorry i don't have my uh i got altrua right here baby i'll tell you about altrua finding affordable Top quality healthcare options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. They're Cody's top sponsor this year, sharing this. He is a uh, he actually uses Altrua HealthShare for his family and has um, and is uh, loves it. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible Medicaid, uh, medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. Depending on which level of membership someone chooses, there are options for telemedicine, counseling services, maternity services, and much, much more. Members can see almost any provider or facility. You can find out how much you can say by going to myshare.org, myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Sorry, I didn't have it right in front of me. Hey, coming up next, we've got uh, some of your favorite episodes, our segments, news of the weird. If it hadn't got weird enough, we'll get weird on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is MLS Pro Brent Chapman. You're listening to the best outdoor show on God's green earth, The Outdoor Zone with TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak. All right, welcome back, Regulators. The Outdoor Zone, number one show, number one outdoor show in Texas. 
Honored to be here with you. I'm PJ Granny with Beefsteak and Cody Ryan in the bunkhouse here, the Outdoor Zone. We're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor. Venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Zone. And don't forget to check out our brand new website at The Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone. Hey, Austin's hottest new restaurant, Sure Raw Bar Grill. If you've not been there, you are you have not seen what's happening in Austin. Uh, our amazing friends at Shore are serving up regional coastal cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have a really cool selection of oysters like none I've ever seen. Pet-friendly patio. Uh, they have a Sunday brunch today that's over the top. Uh, delicious, wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, every Sunday or Saturday or sun- Sunday morning early, I'll check my email and I'll see that email, that post from them, like uh, a reminder about their brunch. And um, they have live music every day of the week. They are absolutely carrying the water buckets for the live music capital of the world um, for Austin. Don't miss the uh, great food at Austin's hottest new restaurant, Shore Raw Bar, Bar and Grill. Rick, Rick Wahlberg, Jim Snyder, killing it over there, and their staff located Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Wyano Kill, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to shoreatx.com for details. Shoreatx.com for details. Shore Raw Bar and Grill, go get your song. Now it's time for news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. All right, welcome uh, back (laughs) to the uh, News of the Weird for the Memorial Day episode of the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Uh... A Rhode Island zoo announced the birth of a critically endangered red wolf pup, the first born at the facility since 2005. The Roger Williams Park Zoo in Providence announced the pup was born May 5th to first-time mother Brave, six years old, and father Diego, seven years old. The zoo said the pup is the first red wolf born in at the zoo since 2005. The zoo Keepers and veterinarian team continue to monitor the mom and baby through the use of an infrared camera located inside the wolves newly built birthing den. The zoo said that the birth announcement while the pup has been observed nursing and appears to be steadily gaining weight. The next month is critical for uh, time for the pups development. Red wolves are considered to be the world's most endangered canid species with 15 to 20 remaining in uh the wild so uh so the question is as we look at this you know breeding of the red wolves the endangered red wolves where there's only 15 or 20 of them left in the wild i wonder why have you ever seen PETA? Or any of those organizations protesting zoos? Mm, not many, not that I can think of. I well, the don't see Lion the headlines. King or lion. Yeah, but that's a wildlife that's attraction, a right? That was a roadside attraction. The same thing. No, zoo is a much more established. 
environment than wildlife. So it's okay to have them in zoos, to have animals locked up, caged up, and bred in zoos. And because it, it's kind of like what Elon Musk has done to the, to the left, he uh, he was their darling with all the electric cars and everything, but boy, once he started doing something they didn't like, uh, now they're befuddled. And I just wondered, you know, is it because those antis bring their kids to the zoo? They want to take their kid to the zoo, so if we like it, we're not going to say anything about it. Pretty much. I think that's how it goes. Just like uh, most things in life <laughs> that they uh, end up doing, but uh, you know, are proudly using. You plug in your electric car; that electricity comes from somewhere. Where does it come from? It's like, and I've t- probably talked about it before, but it's like the uh, the diesel exhaust fluid we have to put in our trucks. Depth. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The deaf diesel exhaust fluid, you have to put it in your trucks. You have to put it in anything that runs diesel now. And, uh, and the irony that I have this petroleum plastic jug that I have to buy and then throw away, dispose of, it's not like a reusable plastic jug. And then that's in this card cardboard box with this plastic tape and all these stickers and all the petroleum and waste that I put into the landfill every 500 or a thousand miles on my truck, you know, I'm going to put in 300 of those boxes and plastic jugs just for my one truck to save. Uh, so there's not as much exhaust that comes out. And then have you seen when it regens, what's called like regens where it blows out this giant puff of smoke, uh, yeah. and your truck does that. So, well, anyway, it, the irony, it's like the initial, like, feel good, like, uh, I don't know. There's a girl a, it, at where, where the work. feel good. Yeah, girl at work, she was get, got in, why don't we recycle? So she went and got these recycling bins and put them up everywhere. And I was like, hmm, the cleaning people, you know where they dump everything? In the exact same dumpster that they put everything they else. They the recycle. <laughs> yeah. But see, that makes you feel good, though, right? You you don't care what happens to it, really, as long as you think something is, is going on, right? Yeah, I remember when, when I was in staff meetings at that giant retailer that I worked for for 11 months and five days <laughs> years ago. Not that you were counting. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm and, bitter. Uh <laughs> no, I mean, when you're, when you have a cubicle, you know, you're there and you know how many days you're there. Don, how long have you worked at your job? 31 years and uh, 29 days. See, I told you, if you got a cubicle, you, you, you know, every day, <laughs> every day. He doesn't have a cubicle anymore. No, no he has I, an office. I, with a window and everything. And I got yeah, my, it's nice. I got a, looks out uh, over Euro- the dumpster. a European mount up on the wall. <laughs> You know, just to claim the spot. Yeah, that was like a big deal for you to bring in deer antlers into your office. It was. It's the first thing I've ever had done. Well, nobody wants the office, Don, where you peed in the corner every day for 32 years and (laughs) laid claim to the... Hey, uh, but I thought it was interesting. You know, one is congratulations to the zookeepers for understanding. You know, I have a 
I think if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to spend some money, I think that's a great place to donate and be a part of a zoo. Our kids have always loved going to zoo. Mrs. Granny is a huge zoo fan. And, um, so I'm a huge fan of zoos and what they've been able to do, but Texas ranchers are doing the same thing. The Texas dry, ranchers have taken some, yeah, have taken animals like the uh, sable and other animals. And Cody, you know more about it than I do, but they've taken animals that were almost extinct in their native countries, brought them over here. And now they're flourishing. Some of them are extinct in their native countries. And and we have more in Texas than in their native lands. And that's the problem they're having is trying to define whether that should be on the endangered species list or not. Because now it's not endangered. If you look at the numbers. Not in Texas. Right. But that's not their native country. Right. Why can't it? My my question's been, when does it become native? You know, when we oh, have, you have to be, you have to have after 20 years, five yeah, generations, have, right? Well, <laughs> we have populations that are thriving in our country. When do they not, when are they not native? Well, now? they, they tried that, that one lady pushed through that got that legislation a while back and they, and she made the, uh, sables and some of the other ones, uh, that they when were sables, in, they were. It was, what uh, was it? But cause they, they made them, she, she got them to make them, um, to recognize them as endangered. So then the ranch owners had a bunch of stuff on their ranches here in Texas that wasn't worth anything. And they had a short period of time before it kicked in. And so they started selling, selling them as hunts and, and whacking them all. Cause there's no value in them. All of a sudden, well, they, they didn't, they, they didn't they were, sell them. They didn't sell them. They were getting them off the feed bill is what it was that's what that's what i'm talking about they yeah they, but they, they weren't making the it when you have a monetary value on something it doesn't matter what it is it's it's anything in this world if it has monetary value well then it has a reason to be protected right and it's it they had no value at that point and ranchers weren't going to continue to feed these and and uh, breed them they were the scimitar horned orcs was you know probably the most known right big white you know long uh african antelope uh the scimitar was was probably the most most known and we have brought back we've brought back the scimitar in texas to levels that have never been seen before and uh and so anyway it, it went around and around but uh, it's back to being okay now because we brought value to those antelope and now they're flourishing. Now we have more of them than, than exist in their native country. So it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. It was something else. That's powerful. pretty cool. Is that GMC I drive Nile Maxwell GMC. We are truly the standalone GMC GMC store that specializes in heavy duty trucks don't settle for the truck you don't want build it buy it and order from us today and save big off msrp at nile maxwell gmc we'll sit down with you and build out the exact vehicle that best suits your needs Uh, unlike other dealerships you won't find those added charges and market adjustments addendums either 
just a great Nile Maxwell GMC price on our entire lineup of new trucks. Sierras, Yukons, Terrains, Acadias, Canyons, every professional grade GMC is included. We are professional grade. Go see our friends, Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock or online. NileMaxwellGMC.com. See dealer for details. We are professional grade and we are your Chevy uh, heavy duty truck headquarters at Nile Maxwell GMC in Round Rock. All right, coming up next, uh, man, what do we got coming up? Uh, Game Warden to... Field Notes. Oh, you get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at the I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five pound bass down by the lakeside, just off the. All map. right, welcome All back. People sleeping in Regulators tuned into the number one outdoor show. Honored to have you here with us. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkerson and his team and operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more or get started with a Keystone account, visit one of our locations in person. 11,500 B Caves Road, West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website keystone.bank keystone.bank for all their information keystone bank that's where we bank invite you to join us there now it's time for your game warden field notes these are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement defenders of the outdoors these are true game warden field notes So, uh, I was, so I have a behind the farm and I, I want to talk about this other stuff. Cause we're going into, uh, the Memorial day weekend and a lot of boats out, uh, kind of behind the curve on that, but there'll be a lot of boats out tomorrow too. Um, but I was behind my house. I have a, an old country road behind the farm and it turns out there's a lot of people or one person who likes to dump their gut buckets for their deer gut buckets for their hogs gut buckets when they got a bunch of catfish they're cleaning or uh carp or whatever they're cleaning whatever they're doing and they dump them right out there behind us and so me and my two local game wardens have become buddies and we keep an eye on this road behind us 
And so we're, we're, we're an active investigation. Wait, so you keep an eye <laughs> and you annoy the two game wardens in your county. I send documentation. I, saw, I, I got every, another truck picture. Here's a truck. He probably texted him. He probably texted him at truck. three in the morning, uh, getting a text from, oh, he's like, bing. Oh no, that guy. Yeah. Here comes TJ again. No, I don't. I, it's, I run that road every morning about seven o'clock, seven 30. I'm jogging down that road. And I, if I see carcasses, I photograph them. I make a cast of the tire imprints on the road. Oh my God. Measure the distance of the skid marks. <laughs> right, do you wear your, you're sitting at the coffee shop. Beef, I can't barely hear you beef. I don't know if you're coming across, but I can't okay. barely hear you. No, I was just wondering if you had a volunteer game warden hat. Uh, no, I don't have that, but I, I am. I have kind of just, you know, ex expected to be part of the investigation. Uh, when it all comes down, I'll be one of the witnesses that gets to go in and testify. get to talk. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, you get to stand up in front of the press and give an announcement. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to be key witness in it. I don't know what to tell you. No, he's uh, going to be the guy that uh, he's going to be the guy on the news that you're like, oh man, why did they choose this person to have on the news? You know, they always choose the classiest person. Well, daggum, man, <laughs> daggum, there are people going crazy everywhere around here. They dropping all kinds of catfish around my property. It's the craziest thing you ever seen. Tornadoes and gut buckets and I got tire prints. I've been I've been tracking this guy for months and months. <laughs> oh. You laugh all you want, and you're just jealous because you don't have a an ongoing investigation that you're a part of. No, I trust me. I'm absolutely not. Actually, the ongoing investigation that. probably includes you. You don't know about it for a reason. That's fine because I'm completely innocent and <laughs> have they no part say. of that. They all say I'm innocent. Hey, uh. If you're taking your boat out this week, uh, our buddies over at Texas Parks and Wildlife, and I know this is around the country too, uh, a lot of the same images or same issues, um, but clean, drain, and dry. Stop the spread of aquatic invasive species. With Memorial Day and summertime quickly approaching, Texans uh, will be getting out on the water no more than ever. Uh, now more than ever, Texas Parks and Wildlife urges boaters and paddlers to enjoy water recreation this summer. To do their who enjoy water recreation this summer, to do their part in fighting back against aquatic aqua, aquatic invasive species that threaten Texas lakes, so they're asking you to if your boat sat in the water for any time, and you're going to take it somewhere uh, to a different lake or whatever to uh, to take it to a car wash and spray it down, spray spray down your your boat after you use it as well. They're concerned about the uh, snails. They're s s concerned about zebra the mussels. Zebra mussels. Uh, they're concerned about the uh, the plants, the different um, aquatic vegetation that goes from lake to lake, and and it's you know, and it really I, I saw in this uh, press release it was interesting because they said once it's there, it's there. You don't. You can't get rid of it. And no, we have it in Central well, Texas on every lake now. Mm. You know, there's not a lake that doesn't have zebra mussels. Like Travis is full of them. So isn't I mean, it the 
bilge and what's inside in your live wells that is the problem? It can be because that's a place that holds water. So anywhere that holds water, but also the bottom of your boat, if you're, you know, they can attach to the bottom side of your boat, they can get sucked in your motor with the impeller mm. and, you know, your motor sucks in water. And so there's all kinds of ways you can transfer uh, the big wakeboard boats, you know what they do when they get in the water, they fill up their tanks, right? They open up their tanks. So they make the big wake. You got to fill up and make your boat heavier. Well, there, there's your problem right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying my little 40 gallon tanks, live whales, probably not the issue. Maybe the 500 gallons they suck up in those wakeboard boats, but, uh, at least 10 times more. They want you to go to that before you switch lakes, before you go out to a different lake, they want you to go and power wash your and boat, drain, drain it, dry it. And, but they're saying power wash it too. And well, I, think we, I don't know about that. So did yeah, you, I, I mean, I'm just reading. Do what you, they're suggesting do you run do. water through your motor, uh, Cody or the output? I mean, the uh, water runs through your motor every time it's on. Right. Right. But afterwards to clean it out. No, no. Boaters need to remove all plants, mud, and debris from their boats, trailers, vehicles, and gear, and drain the water from the boat, all equipment, and onboard receptacles before leaving the lake. In addition, boats should be dried completely before visiting another lake, preferably at least a week later. If drying isn't possible, washing the boat in compartments using a car wash or spray nozzle on a water hose before visiting another lake can help reduce the risk of spreading aquatic invasive species. Yeah, completely drying is the big deal, I believe, because a zebra mussel can't live, an adult zebra mussel can live maybe a couple days, I would guess, um, in the right conditions without water. If it's nice and cool, um, your juvenile zebra mussels can't live without water at all. So if your boat's dry, then nothing's able to live and be transferred in my opinion of course you got to listen to their rules or whatever but that's basically what they're saying is things need to be dried out and so you don't have living specimen specimens uh on your in your or on your boat or trailer that's going to a different lake so, so is there anything good about mussels yeah absolutely all the lakes up north all your major lakes all your great lakes are all fantastic, absolutely phenomenal smallmouth fisheries and largemouth fisheries, and they're all full of zebra mussels, every one of them. So that's what they eat, so, is what you're saying. Well, they, the, they eat them, or the smaller fish eat them, and they eat the smaller fish, so it's it's a part of a food source, plus it's a clarity uh, you know, filtration system for the lake. The thing that's not good about the zebra mussels that everybody has a problem with is those that have lake houses, number one, and they get on your docks and they will cut, cut you, get on your boat, cut, you know, cut you. Uh, no, but you, they also, the they're biggest everywhere. part are, yeah. are like the dams and the areas that have operating, moving equipment that has to move and operate a certain way. You get zebra mussels that pile up on a dam system and yeah, the inlets for the water the system, like the inlets, right. Or the outlets. Right. Right. You know, you can't operate them without them being cleaned off. So that's the problem. The problem isn't necessarily the water quality, in my opinion. It's not the water quality or the fishing that has anything to do with 
the problem of zebra mussels. It's the operation of the dams and, and the complaining. Of right. The and that makes me look owners. at it differently. Right. Well, and, and I, I, think, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't think it's, it's not a, it, they're not a bad thing for fishing and for the environment itself. They're not a bad thing. They're going to get here some way, somehow. I think that's regardless. Part, I think that's kind of the deal is, and, and they, and they say that in the article, it's just inevitable that you're going to get this stuff coming in. And, you know, we've tried a lot of, I'll tell you, I, I'm still mesmerized by that, uh, that docu film that came out the biggest little farm and just the way that they dealt with, um, the issues on their farm, you know, they had snails come into their fruit trees and then they realized if they let, if they bought ducks and let ducks go in their, in their, uh, fruit orchard the ducks eat snails and so they reduce the snail population by ducks now you know we've tried some of that stuff we we had eroding you know um uh, roads road beds and stuff so we brought in kudzu and kudzu took over the country and killed a bunch of trees and we have we figured didn't that do out that, but yes well, somebody US, had the idea somebody had that idea um we had uh the carp that they let into lakes that you know that's one of cody's favorite Oh, things yeah. to fish for when he's not bass fishing is yeah just don't bring are. in an invasive species to cure an invasive species that's my entire point it's never worked ever never well i don't know that it's never species. ever worked it's never worked name and time scientific science well, i don't have that scientific data exactly i'm not so i win it's never worked <laughs> it, it all goes back to hydrilla right <clears throat> leave the hydrilla, hydrilla. Leave. leave the hydrilla we ought to get well, a uh, poster or t-shirt that right. says that i'll tell you farmranchstore.com there's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation than have a safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on from years to come for years to come from handling equipment ranching equipment fencing feeders and rodeo arenas we're proud to offer you top quality products available at the farm and ranch market today boar buster hog traps there's one place to get them that's farmranchstore.com whether you got one acre or a thousand acres. Farmranchstore.com is where you need to go to get your gear. Farmranchstore.com. Well, that's where the landowner goes to get the work done. All right. Coming up next, a whole nother hour of the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You get it right here. Plus, you can find us 24-7, 365 at all your favorite podcast outlets at theoutdoorzone.com. No girls allowed. I guess things are different now. Times have changed. A girl is nice to have with you when you're riding on the